there. Welcome back to the City Rev Life podcast. I'm Justin sitting here with Pastor Roby, and uh, we're in a series called How to Survive a Political Season with Your Faith Intact. Yep. And we're having conversations about what does it look like entering into this stretch of time where our nation's deciding on their next president, there's primaries, there's elections mm-hmm. happening. What does it look like for our souls to thrive? And so, Pastor Roby, maybe uh, give us a little context of where we've been and what are we going to talk about in this episode? Yep. So particularly this series is less about the issues. Right. It's not as much about that. It's you know definitely not about the particular candidates or anything like that. This is more about how do we shepherd our own souls because uh, these kinds of seasons can break relationships. It can cause yeah. isolation. It can cause anxiety, fear. It, it can just, um, we also talked about how it can bring about idolatry and it can be over-synchronized with our faith. It can be over-separated yeah. from our faith. So there's there's a lot that this a season like this, a political season can do. So how do we survive it with our faith intact? Yeah. And one of the things in particular we've been uh, been challenged by as we've been like looking through the scripture and thinking through how to approach this is that sometimes Christians can start with a political framework and that becomes their primary framework by which they view culture and society. Right. And so they start with a political framework and then they, because they do have a value for the Bible, they then kind of back into the Bible. So it's primarily a political framework mm-hmm. that they then use the Bible to support rather than starting with a biblical framework and letting that influence their politics. Right. And that that distinction is maybe more clear logically than it is often in practice in practice. Exactly. It's hard to then pick apart. What does that actually look like in practice? And so we're going to talk about one of those things in this particular episode. Right. And, and specifically, um, understanding who the real enemy is, because this is where politics and the Bible have very different answers for this. Yeah. And so when how we answer that question, who is the real enemy, it shows whether we're deferring to a political framework or to a biblical framework because it, it, it's they're very different and the effects and implications of getting that question wrong it plays out pretty dramatically in, in our lives as, as Christians. Yeah, that's important to remember. We talked about that in the previous episode, that it's sometimes subtle. It's hard, subtle, yes. hard to be self-aware sometimes. And so this is one of the ways that we can be reflective and say, okay, am I backing into the Bible from a, a prior lens or am I allowing the Bible to be the first primary lens? Okay, so define that for us. When we're talking about who is the real enemy, what do you mean by that in terms of um, how we think politically? So um, the, for someone operating from a political framework, the arch enemy of their uh, view of, of culture, the, the mm-hmm. arch enemy in our society, the arch enemy of our culture, the arch enemy of what's good and true and just is the other party. Right. And then especially during an election cycle, it's the other candidate. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's if that if that candidate wins or that party wins, then all bad happens. Whereas then the flip side is, um, which is another another issue we'll talk about um, a little bit later, but if there, the, the flip side is, but if my party, my candidate wins, everything is good. Right. And so politics becomes the main framework of viewing good and evil in a city, in a state, in a country, in a society. And so the, the main enemy then is the other party or mm-hmm. the other uh, ideology. Sure. But the Bible is 
very crisp, very clear. That is not mm. the main good and bad in the world. That's not the 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 main um, dichotomy. Is not right. a political one. Mm. And so, just a very familiar passage. But let's not skip over this and how it uh, affects this particular discussion. Mm. Is Ephesians chapter six verse twelve. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Mm. Okay, very clear. The primary battle, the primary enemy, the primary villain, the primary, there, there's the good side and the bad side. The right. primary uh, evil is not a flesh and blood evil. Mm. It's not a party. It's not a person. The primary evil is the enemy, the devil. Mm. The devil and the spiritual forces, the devil, uh, his demons, the, that is the ultimate enemy, is, is a spiritual one. Mm. And it doesn't, we're sometimes quick to say, yeah, but the devil is using humans. And so it's, it's the devil that's behind that other party, or it's the, it's the, um, it's the worldliness behind that party or the greed behind that party or the injustice behind that party or the racism behind that party or whatever it may be Mm. that that's, that's evil. But he's, Paul is very clear and God through his word is very clear. The battle is not against flesh and blood. So while it is important that we engage politically, this is certainly not advocating for disengaging yeah, politics. Like a Gnostic like separation of like real life versus spiritual things. Yes, this is not saying don't engage spiritually. It's again not saying that politics mm. is unimportant. It's not saying Christians should not engage culture politically. It's just not going to let politics overtake everything. Mm. Like we've been saying through this whole series, politics is one part of how we engage culture. It is not the sure. entire part of how we engage culture. It's one part of engaging our world. It doesn't overtake the entire Great Commission. That's mm. not, not the entirety of being a believer in how we engage. And it is not the primary framework of good versus good versus bad. Yeah. So th- Ephesians 6 is showing us the primary enemy, the arch enemy, mm-hmm. is Satan, the demons, the the, the cosmic power, so to speak. And so when it comes to how we treat people who are our opponents, let's say, people who do yep. uh, are combative towards us, uh, Jesus gives us some wisdom and some instruction yes. on how we are to engage with people who are against us, who maybe are even vehemently against what Jesus wants in the world. Yes. So maybe take us there. What does he say about how we are to engage with people who are coming at things from a different standpoint? Yeah, absolutely. And and that is that there are two problems when politics become the the primary framework of good versus evil in our society. Mm. And um, one of them is then how we then handle our enemies who we perceive as our enemies. We, we can handle them unbiblically. Um, but before we even get to that, part of the challenge, part of the the danger of viewing politics as the primary framework of good versus evil, is then we are less discerning, mm. and from from a biblical perspective over the whole spectrum. Because if that's the primary good, my political party is all good; their political party is all bad. Then I can't actually discern and critique my party that I'm affiliated with biblically, there may be some things in my party that are evil, 
There may be some things that are being used by the enemy. There may be some things that need to be critiqued. Mm. There may be some actually helpful things from the other party. There may be some some helpful argumentation, some helpful issues. But when we make we we can't we when we put the main framework of good versus evil and we start with a political framework, then we're less biblically discerning mm. over the entire thing and we're locked into political categories rather than yeah. having a first allegiance with the with um, with the scripture and with the Lord. We have a primary allegiance to mm. King Jesus. So, uh, but then the second thing is what you alluded to. The second thing then is we end up treating our, uh, our political uh, people we disagree with politically as enemies and they're not the enemy. Mm. We are, uh, we, we're supposed to treat them with, with love. We're supposed to treat mm. them um, we're supposed to understand who the real enemy is. We're supposed to treat them with love, with care. Uh, we can disagree with them, and we can uh, we can strongly disagree with them. But right. they are not the they are not the true enemy. Mm. And even where we do disagree, we are we are uh, the Bible is very clear how we're supposed to handle those people yeah. that um, we've been wronged by, that we disagree with. Mm-hmm. It, it is one of the markers, actually, mm-hmm. of being a Christian is that we have the capacity to mm. treat everybody with love. So um, I, I just think about this here, Matthew. I, maybe you can read it, Justin. Sure. Matthew 5, um, verse 43. Powerful words from Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. You've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who's in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. Yeah, I I love this passage because he's saying, listen, the whole world's framework is you're nice to the people you agree with and you're you're mean to the people you disagree with. You're nice to the people who are nice to you. You hate the people who hate you. You know, it's like, but Jesus is like, I'm disrupting that. I'm giving you the capacity Mm -hmm. to show love to anyone. And so one of the most critical and one of the most important things that we can do during a political season, like here's a, a key practical takeaway. One of the most important things we can do during the political season is have a loving gracious, gentle demeanor Mm. that doesn't mean we don't believe strongly in the things that the Bible tells us to believe strongly in. It doesn't mean that we don't have political opinions. It's certainly not saying that we're a centrist, but the idea is that we should be because of the gospel, we should be setting the tone that no matter what, Mm. nothing is shifting the fact that we are constantly showing love gentleness, humility, respect. It doesn't matter what the discussion is. It doesn't matter what the social media post is. It doesn't matter how badly we disagree. When we are are acting rude, when we're acting unloving, we're acting prideful, arrogant, we're saying hateful, disrespectful things, that is just sin. Mm. It's just sin. It it doesn't matter. um, It it doesn't matter how rude the person was to me. I mean, Jesus is the one that says you can love and love someone who's who's acting like that towards you. We Mm -hmm. cannot excuse hateful language or rude language or 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 attacking combative language. 
um, under the category of politics. And part of the problem is that we're, we've slipped into a political framework where we see the other party as the prime enemy. They're not the prime enemy. There is someone, there are, humans are people who, will lo- who are loved by God mm. that God longs to see being reconciled to himself. Mm-hmm. And we want to always be agents of that. Yeah, that also reminds me in Ephesians 2, he talks about how before those Ephesian believers were Christians, they were once dead in their sins. He says, you were following the prince of the power of the air. That the story of a Christian is we were once yes. enemies of God and God showed mercy and compassion and grace towards us in his giving the truth to us. Yes. And so if God has been so kind to us when we were his enemies, we're called to follow in his, in his image and to represent that with the people that we engage with. A- absolutely. And, uh, he's, and that's a, a common theme through the New Testament. We were once enemies of God. He uh, showed us love while we were still his enemies. Uh, Colossians 1, 21 through 22 is another spot where it talks yeah. about that. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order mm-hmm. to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Yeah. So I, I think just the, the main takeaway from this is kind of twofold. One mm-hmm. is what we how our minds are working if i as a christian am walking through saying the other side whichever side that you are on whichever party Mm -hmm. you're affiliated if i believe that other side is the source is the problem is the source of all evil in our in our society there may be things that i disagree with there may be things that that party holds that i think are unbiblical but if i think they are the problem they're the wick they are the wickedness they are the source of evil that is just unbiblical. It's bad theology. It's mm. it's not. There is an enemy that we're combating. Secondly, um, we need to be able to be above. We've been talking about this. I have to have a higher allegiance than my affiliation, so that I if I I can look critically at the things that are in my party, and I can think critically about the things in the other party, accepting the things biblically, regardless of what party they come from. Mm. And then the third takeaway is just what we've been talking about. There is never, there is never an occasion that a Christian should ever be baited to respond to someone mm-hmm. in any way other than the, um, the, the, the fruit of the spirit. It's like first Corinthians 13. It's like, if you can fathom all mysteries, but you don't have love, you mm-hmm. are nothing. You can have all the right political answers, yeah. but if you don't have love, you have nothing. Mm-hmm. And so love uh, always has to always has to win in how we respond. That's good. And so just as we wrap up this particular episode, any just closing thoughts about the significance of this, why we need to have this clear, if we're going to discern and be reflective, hey, am I primarily operating with that political lens and then trying to look to the scripture to help my primary lens? Um, what closing thoughts would you just offer us as we wrap up? Sure. I, I think just in, in closing, um, a, a couple thoughts, uh, we can always, we can disagree, but we can always show honor. Uh, Romans 13, uh, Paul, uh, talks about showing honor to all who are in authority. And, um, Paul at that time period, Nero was the emperor. It was mm-hmm. one of the most wicked men ever to have authority. And so, um, if, if he can show honor, that doesn't mean that we don't um, disagree or even uh, vote against or even 
at times speak out against, but we always can show honor. Yeah. Um, but, but really, and then this is kind of where we're going in the next episode. Um, it, it, this is part of the danger. The mistake is if I think that the main enemy can be defined politically, then inevitably I will think that the main hero and savior can be defined politically mm -hmm. as well. And that's where we're going next is, is looking biblically for where our true hope is. That's good. That's helpful. And so, Hey, we, we hope that this was a healthy conversation for you to chew on and think about and would encourage you to share it with a friend. We're going to pick up the conversation in the next episode, but until then we'll see you on the next episode of the city rev life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the city rev life podcast. Feel free to subscribe or leave a rate and review. If you want more content or additional resources, head to cityrev.org or download our app. We hope you have a great day.